talking sports with a passion only Philly fans can comprehend. It's the Brotherly Love Podcast. Philadelphia fans, boo. We do it better than anybody else, I'd like to think. And I wear it like a badge of honor. How can we judge a guy? How can we honestly assess his quarterback play when he's just given some of the most terrible weapons the NFL has ever seen? Here are your hosts. This is one of the more disappointing outcomes for a Philadelphia sports team in the last decade. And John Mita. But Ben Simmons, my God, learn how to shoot. It is the Brotherly Love Podcast, Anchor.fm, and everywhere you get your podcasts. John Mita, Joe O'Donnell, as always, bringing the heat. Johnny Mita, how you doing, brother? Good, buddy. Today is like Christmas morning for me. You know that. You know how energized and geeked up I get about the NFL draft and with the Eagles picking where they are, having a couple picks in the first round. Pretty exciting. I wish I was in Vegas. Uh, we could be witnessing it. We, we could have been witnessing it from the Cosmopolitan Suite Hotel Room as they're driving the draft picks up in that little boat. It'll be interesting to see how this all works out tonight. But always excited about the NFL draft. You got the Sixers. Hopefully they win in Toronto tonight. The Phillies are trying to. But there's always something doing. But the big the big topic today is the NFL draft, my buddy. Sure is, my friend. Sure is. That's why we had to crank this one out. I, I was just telling you before we started that the draft kind of snuck up on me. We have to get the official John Meade big board laid out there. Your prognosis for the Burge. Just real quick on the Sixers. You know, they go up three games and none and beat hits that buzzer beater the end of overtime you're thinking everybody uh, you know trust the process winning the title this team's going to the finals and they haven't looked particularly good really the last three or four games I mean game one was their best game of the series the Raptors are starting to flex their muscles a little bit Um, you know in that last game at home game five is just this is unacceptable they look lost defensively they looked out coached they looked slow they looked tired um, I was extremely disappointed with the game five effort approach, everything. And then, you know, Doc Rivers the next day, of course, getting all defensive about his coaching record and his resume. Listen, Doc, you don't get this team out of the first round. You're not coming back. So you can be defensive all you want. It's time to figure it out. I don't see any way this doesn't go seven games now. I really don't. And, the, and if that happens, the Sixers will be on the cusp of history in a bad way. Because I think teams in the NBA are like 142 and 0, meaning teams yep. leading three nothing in a series, having never lost, and yet a somewhat underwhelming Raptors team could push this thing to the brink if they take care of business at home tonight. Please tell me you see it otherwise. Please tell me you think they come out with just a Herculean effort in Toronto and wrap this thing up. Because the way Game Five ended, I feel like they have no momentum. Played particularly well. And I, you know, again, I don't know squat, but it looked like they were just isolating Harden and Embiid on islands defensively, blowing past them and getting easy buckets all throughout game five. Yeah, it's it's clear and obvious right now that, you know, Nick Nurse is doing a better coaching job. It's it's so disappointing. I was there on Monday night. I felt like, listen, you got to close it. Yeah, you had to close it courtesy Molly Mita, um, who happens to be one of the big PR people for the Philadelphia 76ers. Shout out to Molly. But um, um, 
but um, you know, it's just one of these things where, listen, game, and then you're like three zero leads. Here we go again, and they're making adjustments, and we aren't. And listen, I get it. And Bede Slum is killing him. He's going to have to play through it. I know it sucks. Kyle Lowry played through the same type of injury when they went on to the finals and they were, you know, hoisting the trip. So it's just for him, it's mental. But some of what they're doing offensively and just, it's just, it was awful in their effort, their effort at home. I get it. They drop a game in Toronto, kind of. You thought, all right, they drop one here, boom, close them out. Then they drop two in a row, and the effort's not there. Now you got to go back to Toronto, that hostile environment. And then the question is, if they lose this game, you are going to be so tight for, for a, a clinching game. Everything's going to creep back in your head about blowing leads. It's all going to be there. They literally have to come out with a different mindset. A lot of it's going to depend on Embiid's attitude. You know, when he's, he's aggressive and he's angry and he's – you, listen, we know that the referees are not going to give us any calls. You're just going to have to just suck it up. And we're, we're going to need a tremendous game out of Tyrese Maxey. Yes, Tyrese Maxey, he's got to drop. He he, well, let me tell you. So here's the adjustment, right? Fred Van Vliet, Tyrese Maxey was eating his lunch on the offense end, blowing by him at will. Now what they're doing is they don't really have a point guard. They don't really even have a shooting guard. Gary Trent's more like a small forward. So what they're doing is they're putting five guys in the starting lineup that are like six five and and above, and I think the length has been a problem as far as giving Tyrese Maxey some. He's just it's hard for him to get by these guys that are so tall. But listen, there's some things they got to make adjustments. Doc Rivers has 17 assistant coaches. They got to figure out a new plan. They got to try try something different on defense. They are a better basketball team than the Toronto Raptors. The question is, do they want it? Do they want it? I don't know. We're going to find out tonight. All right, your prediction, John Me to Sixers close it out, or are we going to have a tight call? Close it out. I said at the beginning of the series, I'm sticking to the prediction. I thought they went in six games. Didn't think it was going to go this route, but here we are. I think Embiid has a Herculean effort tonight. I think he drops 35 points, 13 rebounds, four blocks, and I see Tyrese Maxey having another big night. He ends up with 25 points and probably six assists. So right. that's my question. I'll take it. Let's get Let's to the pray. draft. That's the big <laughs> right. news. Yeah. Uh, how do you want to take this thing? You want to lay it out sure. with, sure. you know, well, some ten- sleepers, some – walk me through it. I, I got a ton of thoughts. Um, so, listen, the draft is so great. So initially you have – you know, they call the underwear Olympics to have the combine, right? That's where everyone gets measured up. You, you do your in-person interviews. Then after that, you get to you you get to bring in each team gets to bring in thirty prospects into their building that they'd like to interview and take a closer look at for maybe an inside workout, show them your organization, the whole nine. Um, then you have the pro days, right? That's where guys feel comfortable. They're working out on their own campus or around their own people. That's where they really try to put on a show as well. So, guys, you know, go up the board, then got some guys drop. Then it's some guys drop because there's off-the-field issues. We all saw a couple years ago Laramie Tunzel throwing on the old gas mask bong. Next thing you know, he's a surefire first-rounder, and then his stock, you know, drops immediately. So, it's interesting. The one guy that has really shot up the board 
is 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 Trayvon Walker from Georgia, the six five edge rusher. So the number one picks literally coming down to two edge rushers, Trayvon Walker and Aiden Hutchinson. And uh, they're really splitting the building. Apparently the owner likes Aiden Hutchinson better, but the coaching staff and everyone else loves the pure talent and upside of Trayvon Walker. You're saying so what you're gonna see is Huh? Yeah. You're saying with the Jags. So what you're gonna see Exactly, the Jags. A lot of times too, the draft really depends on quarterbacks, right? So it's if there's a ton of quarterbacks that are projected to go in the first round, that always seems to be a good thing. However, this draft, there's not very many good quarterback prospects. So unfortunately for the Eagles picking at 15 and 18, when you get a couple quarterbacks to shoot up the board, then that'll leave us some better players. Unfortunately, those prospects don't exist in this draft. So if the Eagles really want somebody that they truly desire, there's only one thing they're going to have to do, and they're going to have to find a way to move up. The good thing is the Eagles have more ammunition than a lot of other teams to move. Crazy thing about this draft is there's six teams that have two first-round picks, which I think has never happened in the history of the NFL draft. So that's going to be interesting. Unfortunately, our, our foes and our nemesis up in New York, both the Jets and the Giants, have two picks, four and seven. Uh, the Giants or the Jets have four and ten, and the Giants have, I believe they have like five and seven. So so the question is, how's this all going to land? So my prediction, I think both defensive ends go first, right? Tim that goes first or Trayvon Walker. They're going to go one-two, in my opinion. Another guy that's fell down the board who's been linked to the Eagles is Kayvon Thibodeau, defender from Oregon. Uh, people are lackey saying he lacks the motor. Apparently, that's it. The Eagles need to get in the top 10 to get another defensive end. What I'm hoping is the two defensive ends go first, and then there's a run on offensive tackles. So if that happens, then we're really going to be in striking position. So there's three tackles that are looking good that are going to go. Iki Iguano, the offensive tackle NC State, he's projected the tackle taken. Evan Neal from Alabama, he's projected to be the second tackle taken. And then the third tackle that people are talking about is Cross, who is from Mississippi State. So I'm, my hope, my hope is that I love, I, there's hey, a run-on tackles John after Mita, the wait, Hang on. Hang on a second, John yeah. Mita. I got to say. Sure. First of all, I'm going yeah. through, I'm, I'm driving through a stretch of Bumble, you know what, Iowa. So the signal might be dropping in huh? and out. So I want to apologize that for our many listeners. But I love that we got the rustling sure. of the papers. The John Mita draft notebook, folks, is being <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. sifted through. No, yeah. I love yeah. it, dude. I, I know this is the, you. How long, <laughs> how many years have you been jotting down stuff for the NFL draft? Seriously. I mean, I, I'm a little bit of a nerd. I do it every year. I get a list and guys that I like sleeper. I mean, I, I get into it. I would listen if they would pay me big money. I would leave my job today, today, and have a front office. And a lot how of times, many, I think how, I could. How many? Uh, I, I know you could do a better job than the Eagles. How many? How many sheets of paper? I have 39 pages in front of me. 39 pages. <laughs> I got and where are you going to watch the all. game tonight? Or, I mean, where well, are you going to watch gonna, the draft? I'm, I'm going to multitask. The plan is to lock myself in my apartment, and I'm going to watch the Sixers on the big screen, and then I'm going to stream the draft through my laptop. That's the goal okay. tonight. All right. All right. Are you going to go yep. with, with my rustling stakes? pages? You know, that's a good question. Haven't What's even on the figured menu? out dinner. 
That that's an even bigger question. Not there yet either. I don't know. Some type of takeout, some that's unhealthy. But I am gaining more weight, so that's a bit of a problem. We digress. I yeah, love something it. Something greasy. All right, all right, all right. So, Get right. back into it. So basically, so my my hope is if there's a balance tackles or somebody else, some weird board. Because there's two guys that I want the Eagles to target. The first guy's the cornerback from Cincinnati. Love the name. I've been preaching this guy for months now. Ahmed Sauce Gardner, 6'2", 190, Cincinnati. Didn't give up a touchdown pass all year. Gave up less than like 30 yards. The guy's an absolute stud. The other guy I look at is Kyle Hamilton, the safety from Notre Dame. And we all say, well, there's one thing the Eagles don't take in the first round, safeties and linebackers. Couldn't be more true. But I think these are two of the best five players in the draft. So if you're an Eagles fan, you're praying that, okay, the defensive ends go on a streak, you know, one through three picks, and then you hope the couple tackles get taken by the Jets and the Giants, and then that moves us to number six. Now, Carolina, they have no draft capital because they made the boneheaded mistake of trading for Sam Dorna last year, which gave their cover literally bare. So they don't pick until like the 140. Now, how we can climb up to six from 15, you give up 15, might they give up 50 and 103. But if I could get Kyle Hamilton or Sauce Gardner, I don't care anybody else. I know I get an absolute stud to put on my young defense, well, hopefully getting younger defense, to, to, to just help. So that's the goal. There's other guys, Derek Stingley, another good corner. I, I know everyone's all happy with the pass rusher. You know, I either want a corner, safety, or unfortunately, again, for the 15th year in a row, we must, might have to draft a wide receiver again. I know it comes as a shock to everyone <laughs> listening out there. There are some good ones. So, right, so that's so my the, hope. So you want the so birds. So I hope they move up. And I, yeah. Two guys, Kyle Hamilton or Sauce Gardner. Give me one of those two guys. I don't care what you have to do to go get them either. Now, some people – Kyle Hamilton didn't run that well. He ran in the four fives, even though originally it was reported four fours. And I get the concern there, considering it down in Texas. Then he comes up here and he's striking the four six range. So I get that. But what I'm saying is, I think these are just stud football players and, and would increase your defense immensely. All right, so, so birds. Those are my like two. To see the birds move up to number six and either get Sauce Gardner. Kyle Hamilton. Yeah. If they yeah. can't move Again, up. The, Go ahead. If they can't move up to six, I could see them jumping in to Seattle at nine. That's another spot they could jump to. Okay. And maybe the, they trade the with Seahawks Joe Douglas at 10. Build. Seahawks are looking to build, get some more draft picks. Again, 10, the Jets are also waiting on. This is the other kicker. They might make a hefty offer for Debo Samuel. And they're talking about the 10 pick. I think they're waiting to find out that see how the draft board's going to go as well. Yep. But listen, in a perfect world, right, you get yep. me Sauce Gardner or Kyle Hamilton, and you get me one of the receivers, okay, amen, we're, 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 all, we're all jumping doing backflips. Hang on a second, though. You think they can move? Where are they at, 15 and 18, 16 and 18? What do they have now? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which one? They have 15 and 18. Okay. So you think they can get from mm-hmm. 15 to 6 without giving up 18 as well? Oh, yeah. 100%. No doubt. Yep. Really? You think it costs mm-hmm. them a first rounder next year? 
No. No. So you think, I think just they give up 15, two, they give up their three, second and 51. Yeah. They'll have to give up to, to get the six. I think they're going to have to give up 15. They're going to have to get and maybe 101. I'm doing it. Right. I'm doing they it because I know I can get. They have two third rounders, right? They have two first, one second, two thirds. Yep. Correct. Yep. And after that, who cares, mm-hmm. honestly? Yeah, everything after that's but throwing But if I can get one of these two players, I know they love Kadon Timino. I just, the Pac-12. You know yeah. me. I love a linebacker. At 18, I'm Kobe Dean, or I'm taking Devin right. Lloyd. So, yeah, I, so let's stay there. Let's, I would let's go say defense. they don't move up. Let's say they don't move up. And okay. They have 15 and 18. Okay. Who are you taking? Huh? Okay, I'm taking either. I'm taking um, – I'll take the third best corner on the board if Stingley and Sauce are gone. I'm taking Andrew Booth Jr. at 15, and at 18, I'm taking either I'm taking Devin Lloyd or Nicobe Dean. Now I'm getting okay. a cornerback and I'm getting a starting linebacker. I'm getting a starting corner and a starting linebacker for your defense. I'd be okay with that. Okay, give us. I know a Jordan Davis. Give- they want to go defensive tackle. They're, they're talking. They love the kid from Georgia. He's a beast. He's 340. I just you know. You hope he doesn't go from 340 get paid to go to 380. But it, it seems like, you know, people love him too. And the Ravens love him at 13. So, again, to get him, you might have to move up. Are they thinking a little Haloti Nada there, 2.0? Oh, um, yeah. Uh, Spain. Yeah. That's what the Ravens are thinking 100%. Yep. So. Let me ask you this, John Mita. I'll t- sure. Walk us through the receivers. Who does John Mita have receiver-wise that is a realistic target for the Birds and which one's the, the top priority? Okay. All right. Turn to page well, seven and flip it over. <laughs> yep, here we go. So, in my opinion, they love two guys, Jamison Williams and Garrett Wilson. So, here are my top receivers. You know, obviously, Jamison Williams, he would have been, obviously, the first receiver taken off, had the ACL injury. He looks great right now. I think he's going to be an absolute stud. You put him next to Devontae Smith, happy days are here again. Uh, the second one's Garrett Wilson from Ohio State. I think could be a star. Um, Traylon Burks, bigger type receiver. Um, he kind of reminds me of Debo Samuel, that type of player. Um, he's a stud. Chris Alot. Is everyone else? Another kid from Ohio State. I just don't think that he runs a specific routes that, that would be a good fit. Jordan. I would love to get from Georgia in the second round, maybe at 51, or you might have to wheel and deal to move up a little bit. But he's very intriguing, the, the star receiver from Georgia. He's had some off-the-field issues, but, boy, he'd be very intriguing. Christian Watson, he's an anomaly. He comes from a lower school, South Dakota State. Um, you know, all you got to do is ask Dallas Goddard, uh, you know, what he thinks of him. Or maybe he's North Dakota State, I forget. But, anyway... And then another sleeper I like, big receiver, Cincinnati, very intriguing. His name is Alec Pierce, another guy I think the Eagles could put as a great duo with Devontae Smith in the second round. Bigger guy, great red zone target. And for a bigger receiver, he's got a lot of speed. He doesn't look that fast, but he is fast. So, All right, yeah. John, so John Mead, good... if, if you're – if the mm-hmm. draft is not going well for you, from huh? like, even tonight, I'll be, twe- the, I'll be tweeting tonight. Like yes, crazy. what's the safe word? What's the what's the text emoji I should get if I should be worried about your safety? Um, uh, whew, worried about my safety? Do you yeah. see like bridges? 
I don't know if there's a bridge emoji, but throw that one in there. Okay. Yeah. So that that's I don't know. Is there a bridge emoji? I don't know. Other sure positions there. the bird have to address in your opinion. So we've or talked like, defense, obviously. Sure. We've talked wide receiver. Where sure. else must they come out of the draft with 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 either depth pieces or a potential sure. starter? You know, I would love to see them target a running back. Um, this is the last year of Miles Sanders. There's a couple guys I like. Um, I definitely like – I like – I love uh, – love is um, – oh, my God, the running back from Minnesota. Dalvin oh, yeah, Cook's that little, kid's a beast. Dalvin Cook's little brother, kid from Georgia. Georgia has two good running backs. Or Harris, a big, bulky running back from Alabama. So I think they really need to grab another running back. Obviously, linebackers, this team doesn't have a good enough – and, you know, they don't like to pick them in the first round. I, we just need playmakers. I don't care. Um, offense alignment, defense alignment. I know everyone goes, oh, you got to build through the trenches. That's how this game is won. I get all that. But I'm tired of that. Go get me some playmakers. Give me a receiver. Give me another tight end. Give me, give me a corner. Give me a safety. Give me a line. Just get me some damn playmakers. And if they – I can get them playmakers in every single damn round. But that's what I'm looking for. Playmakers, you know? Playmakers. I know. I know. Although uh, I'll tell you one pick, though. The Minnesota, the college, has an Australian football player, okay? I forget the kid's name, but he his idol is Jordan Malata. Maybe the Eagles take a flyer on him in the third to fourth round if he lasts that long, and he could be the new tackle that replaces Lane Johnson on the right side. You get two saucy Aussie football players to be the bookends of your line for the next 10 years. I'm good with that. Another sleeper pick. They call them God punt or punt God. Kid from San Diego State that can hit a ball 75 yards and just change field position. Look for it. I think his name's Arizetta. I forget. But anyway, but there's going to be some weirdness going on. But it'd be interesting to see where the quarterback's going. God forbid we pick another quarterback because we are the QB factory. Okay. If I QB factory, you'll see bridges go up, you'll see stop signs, and you might even see some distress calls. I don't know, some smoke in the air to say, Uncle, but we'll see. But it can't be a QB factory night tonight, for the love of God, please. Flip through, flip through, like get, get, flip to maybe page 37 or 38 there. And give us another name deep on the board that uh, that the John Meadow has an eye on. Jeez, how deep do you want me to go on the board? All right, <laughs> I want you to give. Well, a guy, a cornerback that I like. Listen, a cornerback that I like that has a great name. The other corner from Cincinnati. Keep a lookout for Kobe Bryant, spelled with a C and not a K. He could be a nice sleeper pick. Or, or Tyler Batty, 125 on my board, running back from Missouri. Where else are we going, huh? Huh? Do you want anyone else? What do we got? How Any about long snappers? No long snappers <laughs> in this compilation. However, I also like uh, Quay Walton. He's too up there. But how about this one? The tight end from UCLA, Greg Dulwich or Jelani Woods. I don't know. I'm, I'm reaching here now, baby. But we'll say, we will say. So. All right. So perfect world. Two defensive players in the first round. Yep. A wide second receiver round, in the se- second. Yep. 
Go get me a corner linebacker, first two picks or safety corner, fine with either one. Then go get George Pickens in the second round. And then the third round, go get the running back from Georgia, and I'll be back flipping all over Howie's front lawn in Gladwin. Believe me. <laughs> oh, man, you cracked me up. <laughs> well, anything else that John Mina needs to get off his chest about the NFL draft, this is it, man. This is your last – your last arrive. If you want me to, you want me to spitball for forty-five seconds or a minute talking about the Stanley Cup playoffs to buy you some time to shuffle through those papers some more. Nah. Let me know. Nah, any- I mean I'm. Nah, I think I mean let's. I'm just God. It feels like this took forever to get here. Usually it's at the beginning of April. Now it's like my God. But the yeah. NFL, they're so brilliant with their marketing. Just keep on talking about it all throughout the off season. Then they'll have the schedule release. You know, and then 20 other people will get arrested by then. And then, you know, no, I'm just kidding. And by um, tomorrow, by tomorrow, or oh, hopefully by no Monday, one gets we'll it. Have the big, we'll have the big board for the next draft by Monday. No you know, doubt. Piper Jr. Too early. His- Too early big board. Yeah, we'll be all yeah. over that. We'll yeah. be licking our lips because everyone will be like, oh, who's the QB we're going to target in 2025? Yeah, exactly. oh. You know how that goes. Yeah. Yep. But get Jalen and hurt some all damn right. weapons. That's all I know. All right. I hear you. Good stuff, Johnny Mater. You're the man. All right. You got it. Thank Joe's going to try to get this posted. I'm going to – I don't know. You'll hear it at some point. Hopefully I'm right with some of these selections. We'll see. I'd like that very much. What I need from you, though, is do not light those papers on fire. That could be a apartment. That's true. I've almost set it off with a burnt pizza, but we won't go there either. Thank God. All right. Enjoy the draft. Trust the process. Go Sixers. And, uh, go Flyers. Let me ask talk. you a question. When do the yeah. Flyers lottery? When do we know if we can get a top three pick? Maybe the NHL will throw us a bone. Is there well, any possibility look, we can get the they, they, If all plays out, they have the fourth worst record, it looks like, and that's pretty much locked in. Okay. If it works out, they should end up with a top five pick, obviously. Could they jump okay. to three or two? That would be great. Um, what about one? No out. possibility well, of jumping to one? The year you want to be number one is next year. Okay. Because Connor Bedard is coming out next year, and this okay. kid is breaking all the records that McDavid set, so to speak. You know what I mean? Like you talk about these trans, uh, you know these these generational. Like he's 16 years old, and he's scored 50 goals in the Ontario Hockey League. Like. That's a great. The, with the name with Connor, yeah. with the name Connor, we can't go wrong, and uh, we'll just yeah. be calling Philadelphia next year. Philadelphia, baby. Huh? And by the way, I think your Western Conference uh, love affair with the Oilers, I want this year. They get I what? They, the they go on a run. I, th- I think the Oilers get out of round one in the first round matchup. So you'll get a little bit more Leon Dreisaitl hockey. Oh, I love Dreisaitl. <laughs> For sure. Um, all right, appreciate sure everybody tuning in. We threw it together last minute. Like I said, the draft snuck up on me. My bad. Apologize for these audio issues. But we had to get the John Mita hot take factory going. So uh, you, good stuff. You got it. And if they pick the corner from Washington, I'll be on the bridge. See ya. No corners from Washington. Trent McDuffie. I know they like him, but please. I'm tired of Washington. I'm just not a Washington defensive back guy. I'm sorry. 
they rarely pan out. So anyway, except right. Buddha Baker. Appreciate everybody oh. too. Appreciate everybody tuning in. Go sign the and that will be nice. Uh, See you, buddy. John me to Joe Donald. Godspeed, Johnny me. Go birds, trust the process, Sixers, figure it out. Till next time. We'll see. You.